Hello, and welcome to Dice Try, the Dungeons & Dragons podcast inspired by whimsical works of old, such as Wizard of Oz and Phantom Tollbooth. My name is Daniel Schaub, and I am your Dungeon Master and host. All right, Dan, I think we're ready whenever you are. Um, <laughs> give me two seconds. Give Chris the two seconds. Two? A whole two? Whole two. We whole already two. passed, so she's failing. You should kick her out. Get in performance mode. Oh, fix the hair. Hello, and welcome to another episode of Dice Try, the podcast. I am your host, Daniel Schaub, and I am here with all my players. I'm here with Crystal Llewellyn, Earl Kim, and Paul Dixon. Hey! And <laughs> let's, of course, not forget our audio engineer, GTM. Greetings to mothers. Greetings to, Greetings to mothers. mothers! Happy belated Mother's Day. Mother's Day. Greetings to mothers. Uh, speaking of Mother's Day, did anybody get their mom something special for Mother's Day this past Sunday? I got her a little succulent thing and a little like jewelry dish that said, I love you, mom, or something like that from a store in Burbank called Tansy. If you are local in Burbank, you should go to Tansy and shop local. Nice. There you go. Um, My mother specifically sent my brother and I both messages basically saying, do not spend any money on me this Mother's Day. There's a pandemic going on. You have better things to do. And I was like, oh, uh, are, are, you, are you sure? Like, are you, and she was like, if you spend money on me, I will go and I will get this disease just to spite you. And I was like, okay. All right, mom. <laughs> Thanks. My mother gave me a Mother's Day present. Anybody, any other special things anybody did? Amazon gift card. Yeah. I sent my mom a, a two and a half pound block of New York cheddar. Oh, <laughs> what a good son. That probably takes the cake because it's like provisions, it's delicious, it's thoughtful. My mom is from upstate New York, so she considers New York's sharp cheddar the only sharp cheddar. Oh, but what about like cheddar from cheddar? Their place called cheddar? Yes, it's in England. That's why it's called cheddar. Oh. <laughs> I don't know if she's ever had that. So it's like, it, it's called, and the whole era, it's the Cheddar Gorge. Because the, the method and all that stuff has spread and the style and the, the taste has become such a distinct marker that it's, it's that is the cheddar. That's mm-hmm. cheddar. As mm-hmm. a, because so you can make cheddar anywhere. However, yeah. it originated from cheddar. Mm-hmm. Um, you can go there and you can uh, eat a lot of cheese for free. I did. I did so as a, a youth. It's pretty incredible because, like, they have like a, a big cheddar, like the, their primary, like main cheddar fa- factory in town. But then, like, everyone makes cheese because obviously, if you lived in a town called Cheddar, what you're, else do you do? <laughs> I'm lactose intolerant, but I'm from Cheddar. After that uh, elucidating conversation. We're going to be playing a, another one-shot today, another quarantine special, but we're not going to be playing Broad Street. We're going to be playing something new I came up with. Oh. I have been watching um, some riff tracks on Amazon, and I was watching a bunch of their shorts. They watch a lot of educational and training films. <laughs> yes, they do. Oh, my God. <laughs> we're going to be playing a game that I am calling Learning Opportunity. Okay. 
So I will read to you the rules. Learning opportunity, the basic premise is that players take on the roles of unwitting adults in training slash educational films where their physical, mental, and social well-beings are in constant peril. This means they could be killed literally or figuratively at any moment. These training films can cover a litany of topics, workshop safety, drunk driving, and safe food handling. Before playing, it may be a good idea to decide what time period to set our story in, such as the 50s or 60s, and the primary goal of the players is to survive and learn, while the learning master's goal is to test and instruct. For the players, the characters in these training films are at risk of their lives or losing face. So whenever a situation like this arises, a player rolls a D12, and if they roll a one, the character is removed from the story. Either they die, go to detention, go to the hospital, etc. Players can nullify these effects by sharing a relevant fact, and I put that in air quotes, to the training film's premise. The fact doesn't need to be true, but all the players need to agree that the fact is in some way relevant or really funny. Because training films can cover a wide variety of topics, players and the LM should determine beforehand if the characters should be children, adults, animated, or live action. And as the learning master, I am the omnipotent voice of training films. They narrate the time and place, give voice to NBC NPCs, and provide learning opportunities for the characters. As an LM, you should be supplementing the characters with moments where failure would result in dire consequences. For a child slash teenager, that could be something as simple as getting grounded or going to detention. And prior to running a game as LM, it may be a good idea to check out some training films or infomercials online to understand their unique structure. And also in the rules, I included a whole bunch of different possible setups for our game slash film, such as workshop safety, drunk driving, safe food handling, exercise, cooking, pork, heavy machinery, airports, cigarettes, animal training, shoes, sex, national holidays, manners, etiquette, monuments, field trips, world history, boating slash sailing, extreme sports, the beach, fashion, thrifty spending, dating, weddings, railroads, biology, forest watching, bird watching, praying, radiation, energy, power lines, telephone lines, communication, office memos, typing, reading, gun safety, manual labor, labor pains, and pregnancy. So we're going to be doing a educational training film. I did have something in mind if you guys wanted to go down that route in which you are teenagers in the 50s black and white preparing for Mother's Day. I'm cool with that. Sure. Y- yes. Yes. Sure. <laughs> I love my mother. <laughs> my human mother is... Human mother. The best. I am filled with feelings of adoration. Wait, is it is it the can it be like can it be like imaginary fantasy fifties that's uh, happy and tolerant of people of color? Yeah, of course. Okay, we're the two brown people. Yeah, how do we feel about women? Oh yeah, is it? Is, yeah. Do we like mothers? Are we? Um... Am I meant to be in the kitchen? Is yeah. there a foot bath for me at the bottom of my stovetop? So I was actually thinking we do it like a improv exercise where I just set it up and you guys kind of discover your characters as we go in. 
Okay. All right. Your care, your teenagers, suburban kind of fifties thing going on. You know what I mean? Yeah, I'm gonna do a little pompadour. So, yeah. So we're gonna fade away <laughs> from the beautiful, colorful world of Los Angeles, and everything's gonna turn nice and grainy and black and white as we start zooming in on a high school in Smallville, America. And we push in through the window of this high school classroom. It is early May. Children are coming upon one of the most important times of the year, celebrating their parents, specifically the ones that gave birth to them, the ones who make them their food, the ones who clean their clothes, the ones who make their beds, the ones who they owe everything to. We're talking, of course, of mothers. And here we come upon a trio of students who are about to prepare gifts for their mothers for Mother's Day. First, we have a little fella by the name of... I'm Joey. From the Bronx originally, but I moved out here because I just needed a new change of scenery and because my parents moved. I love him. He's the dearest, most wholesome thing in the world. No one can convince me otherwise. And seated next to little Joey, we have another young fellow by the name of... My name's Cletus. Hello, my, my name's Cletus. I, I, I love my mother very much. Um, we uh, we moved to this town from... Uh, we ended up selling our farm. And uh, now, now, now we live in this town because my my mama, mama can't take care of a farm by herself. And and uh, after after my dad left, uh, everything kind of yeah. Uh, now we're living in this town. I love my mama very much. And rounding off our trio of students, we have. Hi, my my name's Susanna, and we've lived in this town since my grandpappy moved here to uh, till the fields um, and we've been here ever since and my mother is amazing. Let's see how our trio of students are preparing for Mother's Day. They appear to have some crafts in front of them, some brown paper, some glue, glitter. What could they possibly be making? I decided to make a birdhouse for my mother. It's matching the same building that I burned down at our last school. Just to make up for what I did. And it's it's gorgeous, I think. Okay. Can you roll a D12 for me to show how well you do at building this birdhouse for your mother? Seven. A seven? Well, look at that. Little Joey has done so well in creating a birdhouse for his mother. Won't she feel grateful to receive that on their special day after he burned down that school? And what is little Cletus up to over here? Oh, well, uh, well, well I've been doing, I, 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 I've, been, I've been working on this, uh, 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 it's like a, a scale model replica of, of the old uh, barn that we had on our farm, but uh, because we had to sell the farm, uh, uh, we don't have the barn no more, and I thought my mom would like to, to see the barn, because that's where she had her horse, but then we had to sell the horse and then that's where the cow lived as well and we had to sell the cow uh but you know I, I was thinking maybe it'd be nice for for memories uh now that i think about it maybe it's not the best idea uh, uh maybe i'll just make a flower <laughs> can you uh roll a d12 for me to decide how well you make this farm <laughs> nine 
Well, isn't that fantastic? <laughs> Little Cletus has made a perfect replica of his mother's favorite barn where she used to keep her favorite horse. And what's this? It looks like a horse is coming out of the barn to greet her. What a happy Mother's Day she'll have. And what about little Susanna? Well, I'm making a special glitter flower that looks like the flowers in my grandpappy's garden that he would tend to every night at three o'clock in the morning. And he recently died um, under suspect uh, circumstances. And my mom's been gardening in that same garden at every single time. And I think she misses her grandpappy, my grandpappy. Um, so I made her a flower to remind her. Can you roll a d12 for me to decide how well you make your flower? Eight. Yeah. Oh, what a fantastic flower that little Susanna has made. It will remind her mother of her father, Susanna's grandpappy, as he tended in the garden at three o'clock in the morning, day after day, like a good hardworking American. Look who's coming in to see them. The door opens and we see their teacher, Mrs. Sharpley. What does Mrs. Sharpley have to say? Well, hello students. I see you're all doing well. Hello, you- Miss Sharpley. Hello, Miss Sharpley. Hey, Miss Sharpley, how you doing? Why, I'm doing fantastic. It seems you've all created your gifts quite fancifully. Now, I have here some cray paper. If you would like to make a lovely card for your parents, specifically your mothers. You know, I could have been a mother, but then I decided the children of the school are all my children. So, uh, little Susanna, why don't you make a card here for your mother, lovely mother? Thank you, Miss Sharpley. I'm gonna make a card and I'm gonna write to it um, how much I miss my mother because um, she's been spending lots of time doing cleaning and <laughs> gardening in the middle of the night. Something screwy with a mother. <laughs> <laughs> so well, she I does come to... from a family of albinos who can't spend a lot of time doors <laughs> in the sun. Yes, very much so. My mother locks me in my room when I'm home. Uh, so I don't get anything. <laughs> I heard that there are some people who actually get damaged by the sunlight and it could kill them if they stay out in the sun too long. And sometimes uh, if they stay out in the sun too long, then maybe they'll, they'll turn into a, a, a they just melt. Well, that's what my mother said to my grandpappy and I believe my mother at all costs. So I miss you, mama. <laughs> At all costs. Can you uh, roll a, a d12 for me to decide how well your note turns out that you wrote to your mother, Susan? Four. Mother is always best. Four. It looks like you accidentally misspelled some words here. Nothing too serious. We can fix that with a little bit of glitz and glam to cover up the misspellings. Miss Trapping. I have questions about albinos. Yeah, we'll go. <laughs> go ahead. Is it true that if you sit close to one, they can kill you with their eyes? Can you roll a d12 for me? <laughs> I, I rolled a six. Well, it is true that albinos are the only people who have purple eyes. But as far as I know, their looks cannot kill you. <laughs> what if it's a really hot albino? <laughs> what about a good smolder? 
What about you, Cletus? What are you going to write to your mother? Uh, well, I was thinking that I write a, a letter that says, uh, that talks about how much uh, I love her and uh, how even though we've moved and uh, left uh, my childhood home and her childhood home and the land of our forefathers and the the land that, that belonged to her family and, and that had been in her family for generations, but we sold it now and we're in this town where we know no one. Uh, my dad's gone and he's never coming back because he said that he, he wasn't, but... Uh, even though, despite all this, uh, I still love her. That's what I want her to know. Yeah. Can you roll a D12 for me to see how you <laughs> I roll a 10. Well, despite the ramblings inside of your note, your penmanship is exquisite, Cletus. Oh, well, thank you. M- Mama would hit me with a switch with my hands if, 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 if I ever wrote out loud. <laughs> all of these children need therapy. Yeah. <laughs> And what about you, uh, uh, Austinist Joey? What are you going to write to your mother? You know, I, I, I got kind of a soft side, so I figured I'd write a poem. I said, roses are red, violets are blue. I love you, mother. I prom not, promise not to burn down to school. <laughs> the end. That was beautiful, and I want it tattooed on my lower back when I get older. <laughs> I rolled a three. A three? <laughs> well, it's quite obvious that you don't understand rhyming schemes. We need to go over <laughs> plant rhyme and rhyming couplets. <laughs> and there's the ding of the school bell. <laughs> the day is over and the children are off to finish their preparations for Mother's Day. They run off to catch their bicycles. Can you roll a D12 for me not to eat it on your bicycles? <laughs> I got a nine. Oh shit! <laughs> I rolled a two. <laughs> it seems like- Cletus is too excited and is treat- treating his bicycle as if it's his mother's horse, and he goes right over the top of the handlebars. <laughs> but dust yourself off, Cletus. You're not injured. You're too excited about Mother's Day, aren't you? Yeah, I am. Gee, it's the day for my mom. Today's all about my mom. Mom, 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 mom. As they ride off home, they figure that they might as well also prepare a special meal for their parents. So all three of this little trio decide to swing by the local market, where they see Mr. Weatherby standing behind the meat counter. Howdy, Mr. Weatherby. Hey, hey, Mr. Weatherby. How how you doing there? Weatherby. How y'all doing? Y'all come in for a special meal, such as some macaroni and cheese. How about a casserole? It's the fanciest new thing. They wrote about it in the joy of cooking. So what can I get you? It looks like you children are fixing to make yourself something special to serve your mother on Mother's Day. How did you know? Can you read mine? How did you know that? I'm well, I've been standing behind the meat counter for about 30 years now. <laughs> and I just have learned to read people. Mr. Johnson came in here get something special for his wife for their anniversary and I just read it on his face that man he needs pork chops well pork chops sound good what's pork chops does your mama pork chops my mama want pork chops mm. I just want to get a seasoning because my mama has an extra collection of meats that she's acquired and I'm gonna cook up some of that but I want to make sure it tastes good because the last time she cooked it up for us it tasted a little funny 
and add back some spices for it. And what about you, little feller? My mother's a diabetic, so um, I was going to get her a cake, but I, I'm starting to think maybe that's a bad idea. Can all of you roll a D12 for me to kind of show how well you do on your little shopping trip here? It's got 11. Nine. Well, isn't this just fantastic? All of our lovely children have bought everything they need in order to make a special for meal for their mother on Mother's Day. Say goodbye to Mr. Weatherby. Bye, Mr. Feet. Weatherby. Goodbye. I hope your feet feel better. You've been, I, hope, I hope you get to sit down. 30 years is a long time to be standing behind that counter. Yeah, I've been standing on a <laughs> bath of Epsom salts since Tuesday. See you next week, Mr. Weatherby. Don't forget, no meat. No glory. Spoken like a true American. <laughs> <laughs> now that they have finished their shopping trip, the children head off back to their own respective homes. Let's follow little Susanna as she enters her home and she is greeted by her little brother. What is your brother's name? Tommy. Tommy? Susanna, 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 Susanna. What is Susanna, it, Tommy? Susanna. I found a frog. I don't want to see no frogs. We have to get the dinner prepared for Ma. Now, can you go up to the back in the shed by the garden and find some of that meat so that we can make for her? Oh, sure, 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 sure. And he tosses the frog into there and lands on the dining room table. Oh, no. It appears that there's a frog loose in the Susanna household. How is she going to get rid of this problem? Um, I just immediately try to jump on it and cup it with my hands. Can you roll a d12 for me? 10. Ten. Wow, Susanna must have lots of practice catching frogs down by the creek. Yeah! I got it! <laughs> she wrangles that little fella and tosses him out onto the street where he belongs. I like, kick it out the door. <laughs> Let's jump on over to the Cletus household. Um, Cletus, what is the name of your mom's new boyfriend? Um, Denise? Oh, look at this. It appears there is another woman at the Cletus household. She must be a very special friend of Cletus's mother. Well, how are you doing there, Slugger? Oh, hi, hi, Denise. Um, um, I just got back from the store and I was gonna make um, dinner from, for your mom. And, and um, I got I got this thing and um, I gotta, I guess I should start prepping it and make, making, making, uh, clean, clean the food and getting uh, food ready. Uh, hi, how are you? Have you seen my mom? No, I haven't seen your mother yet. But uh, you're preparing for Mother's Day. Yeah, yeah. Did you, did you get anything Mother's special Day. for me? Uh, I don't. You um. Well, uh, you're not my mom. Can you roll a D12 for me to see how <laughs> she is? Ten. That's right, Cletus. I'm not your mother. And she walks away. <laughs> wow, that was an awkward situation. Definitely avoided by little Cletus, Joey. What is the name of your parole officer? Mr. Publi. Oh, and let's see who's waiting for little Joey. It appears to be his parole officer, Mr. Publi. Hey, how you doing there, little Joey? How you doing? I'm doing fine, Mr. Publi. We just need to go over a couple of things to make sure you haven't burned down anything recently. <laughs> Whatever you said. Do you have any matches or a lighter in your pocket? I absolutely and honestly do not. Would you mind opening your pockets for me? I would love to, but unfortunately, 
I read recently that it's actually against the law to go through people's stuff like that. Mm -hmm. And I need to break the law. Can you roll a d12 for me? <laughs> Seven. Wow. You must be reading up in the law, Joey, because you're absolutely correct. Well, you keep hitting those books, young man, because we wouldn't want to see you go back to juvenile detention, would we? Never in a million bajillion years. Well, I will uh, stamp this form and date it. You have a lovely Mother's Day. I hope you give her something nice. I got her a cake. Okay. I, I thought she was diabetic. <laughs> Yeah, but the doctor says what won't know won't kill it. <laughs> Medicine sure has come a long way, hasn't it? <laughs> and Mr. Publi bids his adieu and leaves as the children prepare their special meals for their mothers. They suddenly remember that there's a special dance going on at the community center tonight. The local junk band is performing for all the mothers in attendance. They need to hurry over there as quickly as they can. But before they go, they should change into their best clothing that they have. What is Joey changing into? I have a very nice tuxedo shirt that I found at a garage sale. Can you roll a D12 for me to see the conditions? The four. Well, it appears that this tuxedo shirt is in some scruffy condition, but will suffice for this event. What about Susanna? Well, I have this little Bo Peep costume that my grandpa used to take pictures of me in, and I figured that it would remind me. It's not funny. Why are we laughing? <laughs> Some painful memories are being brought up for Susanna, and I hope they're not brought up for her mother as well when she arrives at this special event. How is Cletus dressing up for this special day? Oh, well, uh, I got, I got this shirt because it's uh, clean and doesn't smell like farm stuff and it doesn't have any stains on it. So I got these, I got I got this shirt and then I got these pants that uh, don't have a rip in it. So I guess it's, these are my nice, my nice clothes. Go ahead and roll for them. <laughs> well, isn't Cletus correct? What a lovely crisp clothing he's wearing. Not a stain on him and they don't smell like farm at all. I guess he is turning into a city kid. And all the children rush out of their homes, pack onto their bicycles, and race off towards the community center, where the local jug band, the hottest band around, is about to begin their performance. Oh, we're, we're riding back. We're so the children are racing off towards the community center, and they meet back up on Main Street. And they have to stop for the one stoplight. Will they be able to stop in time, or are they going to go into heavy traffic? Roll the D12. Oh, God. <laughs> Roll a d12, do you die in traffic? <sighs> oh. Four. Five. Seven. Uh-oh, it doesn't look like Cletus is going to be able to stop in time. Oh, he just barely gets out before he's hit by, what's that? A truck carrying horses. Oh, that would have been painfully ironic if he had been hit by a truck carrying horses the, the Friday before Mother's Day. But luckily, they have all made it out alive, and they head towards the community center. At the community center, here in town, they are greeted by the local mayor, Mayor Washburn. Mayor Washburn! Good afternoon, Mayor Washburn! 
Can I feel the Washburn? I did. Miss Washburn. That's right. Vote for Mayor Washburn. We can't vote yet. Uh, that's not legal. Here, children, why don't you give these lovely buttons made out of all American aluminum to your parents? Come here, please. <laughs> What's that? If you need anything's taken care of, like maybe a burning or something, you just let me know, okay? I got you. <laughs> Can you roll a D12 for me? <laughs> Nine. <laughs> <laughs> You're a funny little individual, aren't you? <laughs> but we have a forestry department to take care of controlled burns, don't we? Remember, wash Smallville of crime with wash burn. Again, once again, we're, we're children and... I don't think we can vote. I think that's legal. Are you, are you advocating for us to be breaking the law, sir? My grandpappy says that my mama can't vote because she's a woman. And wouldn't you know it, the music is about to start playing. It looks like our trio of children are about to show off their best dance moves. Roll a d12 for me, y'all. Oh, <laughs> and seven. Well, it seems these children have paid attention in physical education class, because they sure know how to move. This is the music of my people. And once you know it, look who's arriving for this special event. It appears to be the children's mothers. Mama! Mama! Let's see how they greet their mothers on this Friday before a very special day. Let's start with little Susanna. I just run after her, Mama, and I hop in front of her and do a little twirl. Isn't that fantastic? But let's see how her mother reacts. Well, I'm just so happy. It appears that Susanna's mother is forgetting all about the little Bo Beep costume and about her own father at this moment as she's so happy to see her little girl. What about little Joey? I walk up to her really fast and say, whatever Officer Poopley says, I didn't do it. Let's see if his mother believes him. I got a five. Now you know, Joey, I don't listen to anything that Officer Poopley says, but I know that that is also deeply untrue. I'd still love you, son. She ruffles your hair. Ah, cut it out, Ma. There's people here, you're embarrassing me. And what is going on over with Cletus? Oh, hey, Mom, uh, look at this. I made you this bar, and then uh, I made you this card, and all this stuff, and then I made this bar, and inside the barn, there's a little replica of, of Angel, and there's a replica of Daisy, and um, I want to go home to make you this thing to get, get you food, and then um, I ended up meeting Denise, and um, she she's at the house. I don't know why she's at the house. She's, you weren't there, and it was weird and uncomfortable, but it's all right, because now you're here, and uh, I made you this um, stuff. Here you go, Mom. Happy Mother's Day, the best. Uh, even though you uh, moved me all the way from our farm out to this town to where I don't know anyone and dad says he's never going to see you again or me or anything and um, uh, everything that I know has ever uh, changed completely but I still love you mom. Six. Oh, Kalitas, that's just so exciting. I can't believe that you made all this stuff for me. This is fantastic. You know, the, the fact that we had to move here, that wasn't my choice. That was by total happenstance. But uh, I'm still really excited at all the things you made for me. And Denise is just a really good friend. I just need a really good friend at times like these, especially when I was just left by your father. And uh, I just felt alone and afraid. But I should always remember that I have my little man in the house who could take care of me and provide for me in the ways that I need. Uh, not all the ways that I need, but you know what I mean. I'm just happy to have you, son, and uh, I, I'm so glad that you're uh, helping me celebrate a happy Mother's Day. Gima, Gima, I love you. I love you, Ma. I love you, son. 
<laughs> and what's this? It appears that Mayor Washburn is getting up on the stage. Hello, ladies and gentlemen. First of all, I just want to remind you, please vote for Mayor Washburn. We're washing the filth out of the streets with Washburn. We are all here to celebrate our mothers, Mrs. Washburn and the others. Hello, mother. I'm glad that you're voting for Mayor Washburn. Considering that uh, we are celebrating mothers today, I thought it would be a lovely idea to have some of our local children come up here and give a speech in celebration of their mothers and what they have meant to them in these times. Why don't we start with, oh, hello, little uh, Joey. What would you like to come up and say about your mother here on this microphone? My mother's the best mother. And if anybody says otherwise, I'll burn your house down. Thank you. Could you roll a D12 for me? Six. Well, the audience certainly seems confused by that comment, but they still applaud for him anyway. Now that we've had our first speech, I figure we should at least have two more. We're the only three students in the town. <laughs> there are only three children at this entire jug band concert. Why don't we have little Susanna come up and say some fantastic words about her mother, who I hope is voting for Mayor Washburn. Well, like I said, my grandpappy said that my mom can't vote because she's a woman. Um, but I would just like to say that my mother is the strongest of the women ever because after the mysterious disappearance of my father um, and our grandpappy came and helped us after that, but then she lost my grandpappy too. Um, and now she's the happiest that she's ever been, even though she's gone through lots of terrible circumstances. And I think that that's real strong. Can you roll a D12 for me? Six. Well, the audience certainly has a lot to think about on that one, especially police officer Herrera, but he also applauds. So I guess things turned out pretty well for little Susanna. Our final speaker of the night, Little Cletus come up and say a few words about his mother. Uh, uh, well, I guess uh, uh, I'm not going to say that my mom's the best because if I do, then uh, Johnny's going to burn my house down. And then I, I guess I, I can't say that my mom's the strongest because if I do, then um, uh, she's probably going to fight me too or so do something. I don't know. Uh, so my mom's not the best and, and she's definitely not the strongest, but um, she's uh, my mom. I guess, and, uh, you know, I, 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 I love her a lot, even though everything's changed. Um, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm new to this town. We're new to this town. Hello, hi. Uh, we, we moved here. We used to live in that farm that's, like, all, all the way down on the corner. Yeah, anyway, but now we live in town now because now we're town people because I, I guess this is what town people do. We watch junk bands and give speeches and talk about their moms. Happy Mother's Day, Mother. You're, you're my mother. I love you. Can you roll a D12 for me? <laughs> yes. <laughs> is that a one? A three. Well, it appears that the audience caught only every fifth word of that little tirade. But they seem to enjoy those uh, select few words that they did hear, because they are applauding mildly. And how do you finish off a night like this, celebrating mothers? Why don't we finish it off with some Mother's Day fireworks? Because that's a thing that they do, apparently. And to show his appreciation appreciation of mothers and their children. Mayor Washburn has asked the only three students to light the fireworks off. Oh, I gotta do it. I gotta do it. It's my, it's my job. I'm gonna do it. <laughs> so, uh, Joey, could you please roll a d12 to see how this fireworks display goes off? Seven. 
And what a tepid display it is here at this Mother's Day celebration. Tepid! Uh, a, a fine job lighting the fuse, but perhaps the fire department did not pull out all the stops for this special celebration of Mother's Day. Thank you for watching this film. Enjoy Mother's Day, and don't forget, America is number one. Goodbye. And we fade away from the black and white world, and we're back in the color world. And that's our story, folks. Thank you for listening to Dice Try. I'm your host, Daniel Schaub, and this episode's cast has included Paul Dixon, Earl Kim, and Crystal Llewellyn. This production has been edited by Gabriel Toya Melendez with special music provided by Glenn Davis. Please follow us on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook at Dice Try Podcast. And while you're there, don't forget to subscribe and review. Paul's <laughs> muted. Paul's oh, in the mute corner. Paul's frozen. Paul's frozen. <laughs> I was like, Paul's frozen. No, muted, frozen. No, muted all the above. Muted and frozen. Fruited. He's fruited? Fruited sounds a little weird. I don't think fruited's appropriate. <laughs> Mosen? What if he's, he's Mosen? <laughs> he's mute, frozen. Mm-hmm. Mosen. Hey friends, thank you for listening to this episode. I know in these crazy times that it can feel like we're very far apart. If you'd like to reach out to any of us on social media, you can do so. Krista is at lady underscore rogue underscore on Instagram. Paul is at Paul Allen Dixon on Instagram and Twitter. That's Allen with one L. Earl is at Earl of Sandwich on Instagram and at Firestorm on Twitter. If you'd like to listen to some of Glenn Davis's music, the composer of our theme song, he's Somnium on SoundCloud. That's S-O-M-N-I-U-M. I am at Hemingway Light, L-I-T-E on Instagram and Twitter. And our beautiful, beautiful sound engineer, GTM is at gtoya.melendez on Instagram.